0: Hey Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're gonna hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year, it cost me ten grand. Wait, ten thousand dollars? Yeah. And from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro mesh screen system, so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me. Bingo! Plus Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty. So your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com. That's 1-844-300- Leaf.
1: Good morning. This is Jim the Keys bartender. A good afternoon. What should I do? I stop this music here. Come on, Jim the Keys bartender, coming to you from beautiful Florida Keys today. We had a cloudy, rainy day yesterday, but today is beautiful. And which is a good thing. When we say uneventful, sometimes good things could happen and we don't talk about it. It's always people are focusing on the bad things, right? I, on the other hand, uh, today, I had a task I mentioned yesterday. I had to get on the phone with the IRS again waiting to talk to a representative from the IRS. I spoke to him for yesterday for about an hour. And it was beginning to look like, and it does look like that, I'm going to get my 2020 refund in 2022. And mind you, I, I filed in February this year. So I'm practicing patience. I'm holding my hands together in kind of a, kind of Buddhist monk way. But I was on the phone with, I'm not going to say the person's name, I'll just change it to Miss Flowers. And she was very helpful. Uh, but I can see if I had continued it, that eventually treasure agents would show up at my door. And they go, are you James P. Haran? And I have to say yes. Um have you have you made any threats to any agent or representative of the United States government? And I'd say no, I've been in contact with the IRS for eight months. And then the agent will ask how many times? And I go twelve to fifteen. Did you resolve your issues? The agents would ask. No, it's still pending. So when you made your threats, I did not make any threats. And the agent goes, really, why not? Like it's an expectation. It, it, it appeared. So because I am talking to a representative, whenever I'm talking to a representative of a big organization or government entity, I understand it's not that person that's doing it. And I understand it's not anyone in particular. They put into place processes that are meant to be helpful and under certain circumstances they're not so originally i had filed electronically and it got flagged for some reason and that was february so in march i got a letter and it said you know there were some inconsistencies so they needed me to verify my id and and send in a paper one so i sent a paper one in right <clears throat> well now The paper one. I find out later what it is. They had a question about the paper one. About an item on it. So because originally it was the ID. Now it's the paper one in question. So they did that. And I thought I resolved it. And I waited a month or two. No answer. I called them back. Oh, it's an issue about ID. So I talked to them again. And it turns out to be 12 to 15 times. And today was... The 12th or 15th time I spoke to somebody. And I started getting the inkling yesterday when I was talking to someone. I got disconnected and I didn't have, I had an incomplete information on how to get a hold of the person. But I couldn't really get a hold of the person because, anyway, because the message on the line was, we're seeing that you all again. So today I endeavored, I got up at 7 o'clock or oh, I got up at 6 Got all my paperwork out, laid it all out. Turned out they didn't need it. They just needed to get my some other additional information. And I asked her, I said, what, what could have done this that I had this chain of paperwork? And she goes, Well, you have two returns. I said, The reason we have two returns is you didn't accept the first one. Or, and I, I corrected myself. I said, The IRS didn't accept my first one. They asked for a paper one. I said, That's caused the confusion. So the confusion was because they asked for, yes, and maybe there was discrepancies in between. Well, there was because of all the you know, stimulus and all this stuff going on, and there was questions about what you claim and what you don't claim. So oh, when I got on the phone with this person, we, we were on the phone maybe, I waited 25 minutes and I got on the phone and spent 15 minutes on the phone, but waiting... For this Miss Flowers, which is in her name. But waiting for her to uh, do this was akin to expectation. The expectation you have when you're most certainly going to get laid from a very attractive woman. I'm thinking, oh, it's finally happening. It's finally happening. Not that I haven't been laid by particularly or had uh, relations with women, but it's that when you know right beforehand, you know, right beforehand, and you say, Oh my god, it's all fallen into place. She is eager, or he, depending on where your bend is, if you're you know, someone you're particularly attracted to, and then you're really excited, you know, you think, Oh my god, this is it, and then obviously, we're getting. Resolving the issue when I get to check, it will be like climaxing, be like my metaphorically the ejaculation and then it's all over. Right. There's that warm, fuzzy feeling. So it looks like I'll probably be I'll probably be getting my 2020 refund the same time I start sending in my taxes or a couple of weeks before I send my taxes in for 2021. But it was a practice in patience. I lost my shit yesterday. Today I was calm and relaxed. And I apologize to the to the wife because she's, she saw that. And like I said, I am not the best. At my best at all times. On a separate note, I wanted to talk about throwing the drink orders. Since it's the Keys Bartender Show, let's delve into this. I have, we have... Uh, a new worker at a server, and she is excellent. She is excellent. She doesn't know all the nomenclature and things for drinks, but she does a great job. And I'm not doing it because she's a young, pretty girl. She work, works hard, positive attitude, doesn't let things get her down. If she makes a mistake, she doesn't get all hung up over the mistakes, and she'll correct them. She's a smart girl. So I like that. And she'll order. So I had one order come, and someone... As for a kettle cold. Now, that person that ordered it probably was used to dealing with people that have been experienced doing these things and stuff like that. So she she just took it correctly. She just heard kettle cold. She didn't know kettle. It was kettle vodka. She knew it was supposed to be cold, and that was it. It didn't, not the glass or anything. So they didn't say kettle up. Chilled well you know things like that but it worked out i said okay well it's just cattle no vermouth and all that stuff let me tell you when you're to go over a refresher course for somebody let's say you want a tito's oh no or a deep eddie's martini up vodka martini up order deep eddie's martini up and what you'll get is a chilled martini with olives. Up. Okay? Now, unless you specify something like you want a twist or you want it on a rocks, you don't need to do any of that other stuff. And at least me, I I I don't put vermouth in a really good and in good vodka. I just don't do it unless people ask for it specifically. Sometimes they want... Vermouth is the most wasted liquor, dry vermouth. The most wasted liquor there is because people throw it out. You know, they put a little thing, they wet the martini glass and swirl it around in there and they throw it out. Or, but I rarely had people send back a martini set. There's not enough dry vermouth in here. Dry vermouth is definitely the weakest link. It is the... I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's the wilted lettuce in a really great cheeseburger. Will lettuce make it a good cheeseburger? Yes, if it's good, but if if it's a too much or you don't like it, it's a, the taste isn't that great. You know, it's like a slimy piece of lettuce, it just ruins the drink. I used to have someone that They had a particular one. With martinis, you have to be particular because martini people are different type of people. If they drink martinis all the time, and regular martinis, I'm not talking about that cocktail martini, like the lemon drops or espresso martinis or lychee pennies and that, which are, the, the mix you put in a martini is just a dash. Like if you want a dirty martini, you say a filthy martini, that's a lot more olive juice. When you say dirty, you mean you want olive juice in it. And hence, if you want a dirty martini, you don't have to tell me you want olives. But if you want a twist in that, that's unusual. Because if it's a dirty martini, it gets olive juice. So I'm probably you know, most likely olive brine. Most likely it'll add the more olives because you don't have a problem with the brine. So I had someone that used to order Southern Comfort Manhattan neat up okay neat well, you don't have to say up right because when something's neat it means it's not chilled at all and they don't want to shake it either so they would get they wanted southern comfort a perfect one actually they wanted southern comfort with sweet vermouth and dry vermouth. that's the only thing you always have to put in someone orders a perfect you got to put both in But don't put as much uh, dry vermouth as sweet vermouth. I would do about half of dry vermouth to sweet vermouth. But yeah, you just wanted it poured in the glass and right up to the rim. Right up to the rim. Used to cause consternation for, you know, nervousness for people, the servers that had to go and deliver that. You know, you have to have that steady hand. With a martini glass. And a martini glass is one of the most awkward glasses to walk around with. You have to be, and not like the wine glass, the wine glass where you, the white wine glass, where the opening gets smaller at the top, that's the easiest glass, as well as the big rocks glass. So we're just sticking with the martini. So all you have to do, you don't have to say vodka when you're ordering Deep because or Tito's because, as far as I know, they only make vodka, Deep Eddie's or Tito's. Now, they do make flavored ones, but you didn't say flavored, so don't worry about that. You go, Deep Eddie's Martini. That's it. It's going to be chilled. It's going to be up. It's going to be with olives, unless you want it with a twist. And if you like the taste of shitty vermouth, ask for that. I know, it sounds like I have a problem with vermouth, like something happened to me years ago. It's because, yeah, I was fucking drinking vermouth. Who, I mean, if someone came in and asked for sweet vermouth, there was a, um, in the movie Groundhog Day, who was the, uh, she was a hot chick then. She's on a show right now, but whatever, Bill Murray's romantic object of affection. Andy McDowell. Andy McDowell. She drank Sweetmooth on the Rocks with a twist. Now, in all my years of bartending, I may have had someone order one of those, but I would worry much like the signs you see for a serial killer. That would be like one of them. Someone asked for if someone asked for a dry move, I would just get on the phone and call nine one one. And this person's insane, but there are people out there. People, you know, I'm sure there's a listener out there who say, "Well, my grandfather used to drink dry vermouth." Do you ever check in your your grandfather's basement or barn, dig around for like bones, not not animal bones, I mean people bones. Um. So that vermouth thing, it's one of those things that people never like. I, you get tons more people drinking anisette than you do get people drinking vermouth. So vermouth is the most underused and overwasted dry vermouth. And sweet vermouth is used a little more because of manhattans. You have to have sweet vermouth in a Manhattan, otherwise, it's just chilled whiskey. So, we will get to next week or next show. Maybe I'll talk about old fashions. Let me put that down. Old fashioned. Old fashions, that's like an old timey thing, right? Old timey, like old timey, like back in the early 80s. Uh, was it the band Banana Rama? Did it walk like an Egyptian for some reason because they saw hieroglyphics, you know, on the old? In cartouches and on the sides inside pyramids and, and any reliefs they had, they have the silhouettes of Egyptians with their arms at ninety degrees and their hands at ninety degrees and I would speculate i don't know if there's a study that the people that were drawing were not that good at natural human movements, so they you know, some of them, you'd see some of them had their hands by them sides, you know, like normal people who walks around like this, you know, with your hands. I'm doing the Egyptian pose. And they didn't walk like that. They could have stood like that. But there's no way, there's no way that people, I mean, unless the Pharaoh said, I declare you will walk with your arms and your hands at 90 degrees. I went your upper arm 90 degrees to the ground, and your hand, and the same thing going back. I don't know why. Maybe because the guy had a problem with his left-right. He says, well, listen, your right's always going to be down, your left's always going to be up, or or the other way around. This way I know which way you're going. Maybe they had a problem like that. Um, They couldn't tell which direction someone was going, so they needed that kind of like old turn signal thing. Walking like Egyptian. But I don't think anybody did. And to adopt an, an archaic system where some crazy pharaoh decided that you needed to walk like that is ridiculous. It's not, because they're coming back with... They're acting like pharaohs. Ben acting like pharaohs. That's my take on it. And stuff like that. And there's a whole bunch of other things where they said... And that song, A Year or Two Later... There was Men Without Hats. There was a band called Men Without Hats. The one hit, I think, was "You Can Dance If You Want To." Okay, I think you can dance if you want to. You can leave the world behind because if you can't, they did a video, and you know what's funny? If your friends don't dance, a line in the if your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, they're no friends of mine. Well, it's so funny because in the video, obviously. The people in the band don't know how to dance, so it's kind of a self-hating song. It's like, well, you're if you can't dance, you're not going to be. I'm not, we're not going to. We're not going to be acquainted. Oh, really? That's kind of fucking shallow. But that that's the '80s songs, things and, and things like that. Walking like an Egyptian, men without hats. Having a house in the middle of the street, I don't know where we came from that. I think I was maybe trying to segue from the drinks and talking about an old-fashioned and the old-fashioned way to the old-fashioned way of walking with the walk like an Egyptian. Well, you know I'm kind of overly excited having a pleasant conversation. With the IRS for a change. Not that I'm not pleasant. Because I never try to get in an argument with a government agency. Or even a big company. And not because I'm afraid. Well, I'm trying to... My objective is to get my return. In order to get my objective. I realize venting at someone who has nothing to do with your issue. Other than something they can do to resolve it. Why would I vent at that person if I did... I could vent and say, listen, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, and it's not at you. And it's not at your your organization either. People do that all the time to get angry. I saw this guy on this Target. It's a TikTok video or some kind of video taken in Target. And the guy's walking around with a rainbow t-shirt. And he's asking people if they support this and how it's, the thing is, Satan. Uh, you know, the, the LGBTQ uh, T uh, shirt. You know, the rainbow thing. Why? Why the guy is making his point at Target? Can be, and finally, the member. You know, the people that work at Target's going up to him and saying, "Listen, you got to go. Stop bothering people and stuff like that." The guys, filming it as he's walking. And he posts it. Devil. Well, he's got that that scraggly beard. And I don't know, I'm not suggesting that he's on crystal meth, but he seemed to have a certain amount of energy that has been connected with a side effect of crystal meth. But it just seems like, what the fuck are you doing in Target? Who gives a shit? Go make your video, go down the street and do it. Do it by yourself, stop harassing people. People have nothing to do with it on a heavier note i hate to he- end with a heavy note maybe i can uh, have something else to talk about. yeah oh god i was going to talk about regulars and some of them passed away so that's but i'll finish up with costumes for this year costume suggestions. um sadder note and i'm not trying to depress you but it's just the circle of life circle of life and we have to deal with it i love my dog my dog's name is Roxy. It's a little terrier mix. She used to be eight pounds. She's around eleven pounds right now, at ten pounds, which is significantly heavier for you, her. If you go and she put on close to forty, you know, forty percent of her weight. When you're eight pounds and you put on three pounds, that's significant. That's that's similar to let's say if you're twenty, to, that's putting on sixty pounds. If you're If you're 160, right? If you're 160 pounds and you put on 60, you go from 160 to 220. That's a significant amount of weight in less than a year. So that she was, she was in, she's in like 12th, 13th, 14th year. We don't know because she was a rescue dog. And my, um, the, Ex-husband, the deceased ex-husband of Abby, got the dog and cared for the dog when we were young. And and it, I remember this dog from the time it was two. And it was such a good dog. Roxy's my buddy. She uh, sleeps with us. We, we have a, a pillow for her on the couch. We have two two day beds for her. night. What, she has four places to sleep. She has one at the house. But since we came back from Poland, which is approximately two and a half months ago, she has had a precipitous decline in health and age and age-related things. She's not feeling like walking. She has some issues and multiple issues. And it's sad. It's sad and upsetting and... My, my daughter's 15. We can't really talk to her about it. We want to get her ready for it. But the, the nice thing about it not happening all of a sudden was we get to think about it. We're getting used to that she, she won't be with us that long. So we're just taking care of her. We're getting the checkups, seeing what's going on. Well, it seems to be like a lot of things are going on. But they're, she's still eating and pooping and walking, so we're fine. The negatives is the negatives. For her is that she's deeply loved. She's a member of the family, and you know what are we going to do without her? You know we're we're used to seeing her, used to come, but there's a. But the only positive thing out of it is that we, she, and this is putting that silver lining on it is that we are getting used to the idea. It wasn't all of a sudden. We lost a cat we had for a long time that got hit. I know, indoor, outdoor cat. So, the way Key Largo is stuff, the cat was indoor, outdoor before I got here. It was, once again, the uh, it, it, the cat was a family pet before I came into the picture and was getting older. But I got attached. I always say animals. And eventually, play. that's the way they are. Except for. I think about how sad some of these things are. People talk about leaving and not not to get depressed, but it's nice to have something you care about. And if, I'm not trying to work the word is anthropomorphizing, and that's attributing human feelings to non human things. But it at um, best displayed or cat I think it is best described in an ikea commercial there was an ikea commercial where they're playing really sad they're, they're showing a lamp on a person's desk and all of a sudden a new ikea lamp shows up on the desk and the old lamp goes out on the street it's kind of like a new york street in front of a uh, one of those five-story walk-ups and the this lamp sitting on the front of the and, planning, and it's dark and dreary and you see the new lamp sitting on the desk in the window to the apartment and then it cut away to the old lamp in the rain and a swedish guy from i you know ikea comes up and goes why are you feeling so sad it's just a lamp exactly it's just a lamp a lamp doesn't have any feelings right i mean that'd be funny if they you know eventually who knows with you know, artificial intelligence, maybe uh, a lamp in the future will gain sentience from the advanced electronics in it. But that's not likely. So, we treat animals, sometimes people have attributed feelings for it. And it turns out animals do feel uh, sadness. You know, elephants hang out at... The, the sites of where they lost friends and family, elephants will return. They remember past members of their uh, their herd, whatever. I think it's called a herd, yeah. And 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 there's the, the way dogs react when the owners come back and how they act with separation anxiety. They have that pack mentality. Who knows? We don't know exactly. They just start... I know this kind of loopy out there, but actually, they're doing studies of having how to communicate with a dog and having a dog communicate back to with you. Okay, using a keyboard. And they know they do that with with gorillas and monkeys, but people have a tendency, and I, I've gotten arguments with people when about higher level mammals that are in captivity, right? Like. Porpoises and and orcas. I, I there was a lovely young lady, and she said I was anthropomorphizing. That they don't, you don't know what they feel, so attributing human feelings to them is incorrect. I'm saying, well, well, listen, that's kind of like the um, argument people made about slavery. You don't, you know, it just says that you're attributing feelings to them. They're they're just beasts, and I go, that's uh, you. First of all, they don't have as much information. First of all, slaves weren't beasts. They were humans. They are humans. And they have feelings. They're the same as you and I. Now, when it comes to higher order mammals, since we don't know, why would you err on the thing? Well, they don't, you don't know, so what's the matter? Well, it matters because you don't know. So, And the conclusion with us is that we lose. after we lose this dog and Roxy goes out of our life, we're not going to get another dog right away. I, I mean, who wants to do it? I want, but then again, you think about it, when you get a pet, you don't want to get a pet towards, for me, get a pet at the towards the end of my life when I'm in the 80s. I'm not going to get a puppy because that you're taking care of something. Who's going to take care of it after you? So I would say, you know. You can, I mean, I can see we can do some, we'll probably do rescue again. But the thing with the traveling, when we go with international travel, we're away for weeks at a time. And it sucks when you leave your animal behind, especially when you have a dog that's so closely attached to us. Other people have dogs they keep in sheds and and dog houses. And I don't even know why they have dogs when they do stuff like that. They just use it as a guard dog or something like that. The play with the dog, but they leave their dog alone at long periods of time. we just don 't like doing that and i 'm sorry to say that, but they they 're very packy they want to be with the family, so it 's really hard for them, hard on when they leave. Just think about you being put in isolation, and once again i 'm anthropomorphizing that reminds me of uh, African greys. African greys can live up, I maybe think it's 80 years or something like that. So some great, some, some of these birds can live like over 100. Um, uh, but when you get one of them, you have to be cognizant of who's going to take care of it. If in your mid 40s and you get like one that's 10, 12 years old, and it could be living 70, 70 more years. Well, you you better be making plans. You better have some grandchildren or nieces or something, like young young nieces or someone yet born who will take care of it and interact with that because they're smart creatures. And I imagine that, you know, they do express loss. So I'd be careful about that, not to get all hung up over it. So I want to get back to the bar scene, regulars. We've lost some regulars since COVID and before COVID, but it's just like a a revolving door. There's some of them that are still there. There's some of them that are still coming in. But there's other ones. There was this guy named Jerry Scott. He was an older man. Older man. He was in his 80s. He was a Korean War vet. An old Marine. Cantankerous. But sweet in his own way nice guy, come in and he, he was a, always kind of a carmudgeon. I guess maybe. I don't know. I could be that. I think I'd be the sweeter old man who can get a little pissy sometimes. But Jerry would come in and we'd talk and then he had an interesting life. He His main area expertise that he knew all about cash registers. He could fix cash registers. And supposedly, Outside of St. Louis, I found that one time, and it's a he way. He said he had like a hundred of these pre 1940s cash registers in a warehouse in St. Louis. And I go, what, what are you waiting for? Like the collapse of civilization so you don't have to, uh, so there's no electricity and you can whip out your, these cash registers? You say, Hey, I got your solution. To the post-apocalypse. I got these hundreds of cash registers. And we're going to be able to build, rebuild civilization with that. As well as one of those old-timey soda jerk machines. You know, those shitty ca- old cash registers. Shitty, beautiful cash registers. They had the numbers pop up in little slats. Like with 10 cents, 5 cents. You have to add. Not only were you adding when you're put, punching them in. When it printed up. I don't even know if it had tape, but they show it at the top. And (coughs) you'd have to add it again with all the items. You say, well, nickel, dime, quarter, two pennies, dollar, dollar, five. And you'd have to go, oh, that'll be $7.34, whatever. I mean, I may not remember what I was saying there. But I said to Jerry, I said, what are you waiting for, man? He was selling his boat. He was selling all this stuff. And I said, well, obviously, if you're selling the boat, he doesn't want to, you know, he's liquidating some things. I said, why don't you sell those cash registers? And he goes, don't tell me what to do with it. I said, well, what are you waiting for? What, what are you waiting for? At this point, I think when you're in your early 80s and you, you know, have, a, you know, some issues and stuff like that was time, but he, he, I don't, to this day, I don't think he liquidated him until afterwards. Uh, Denise, I miss, I miss that guy. And there was a guy named Joe. He was a poor guy. He used to come in there. He was, you know, sounded cantankerous, but he was never, he was kind of pleasant, stuff like that. And there was this guy, Jeff. But Jeff didn't pass away. Jeff just moved. You have people that move. And the people that just disappear. This one day. And COVID did that. Irma... Irma right in 2017 there were people that used to come in and they never came back and we don't know what happened to them uh, we you know you didn't have a if you didn't have their full name or anything like that pay cash you just didn't even know where they're from and then COVID and there's other people that just change your lifestyle there's some people we had to you know, regulars that you're used to seeing, and you don't know, see one of them because they stopped drinking. Which, actually, <clears throat> out of any reason for someone not to be a regular anymore, that's my favorite for them. Not that I don't want people to drink, it's that this particular person was drinking a lot. And they had a medical issue, and they were warned not to drink anymore. And they, so far as I I think they're still sober. So that's kind of happy. they're going to have, I think, have a better, better life. Because that guy was lonely before. And now I think he has a little more interaction. So I think about those regulars. And I'm thinking about the new regulars that are coming in. We have uh, some business owners that come in there and they're, they're very warm and sweet. And one guy says, "I never." The first couple of months he came in, he, he came in. He would say, "This is our first time here." He kept on saying it every time, and he did it as as uh, sarcasm. So, <clears throat> I I enjoy those people. I enjoy uh, my friends that have been coming, still come in. The neighbors, we're a neighborhood bar, and then we have the seasonals, and they're going to be coming back. Our regulars coming back, and hopefully they're all right because you never get the full story until they come back and sometimes they don't come back and you think oh my god I got to contact them I got to check them out do a little research on social media but pretty soon it'll be Tim and Alice Steve and Greg Did you get and Greg um, they'll be coming in Greg's the one that goes hey you still doing the blog and they'll probably say that And they come right around this time of year as we start approaching Halloween. And on a happier note, Halloween. You know, years ago, it was maybe 30 years ago, when the women, all their costumes were sexualized versions of male costumes. The sexy doctor. The sexy police officer. The sexy, I mean, I guess there's a sexy police officer for, you know, they like to village people outfits and stuff like that, or, you know, male strippers use and stuff like that. But uh, fighter pilot, sexy witch, sexy vampire, all that stuff. But there's one that's not going to be sexualized, I don't think. And that'll probably be that. The, the Purge costumes or the Squid Games... The Purge costumes look a lot like the Squid Games uh, costumes. The Squid Games is a Korean net show that's been taking television by storm. It's a viewership by storm on Netflix. And it's a... it's a um, Just the, the, the guards are all wearing that kind of face mask that's kind of lit up with the square or circle or triangle denoting different levels of for the guard. And the purge has mask what they have like neon neon figures on it, you can see through it and it's just a new thing. And I have a hard time, like, why would you sexualize that if you're covering up the face and stuff like that? That would be kind of silly. Maybe they do that. It used to be, you know, you had that Harlequin thing. That's that's kind of a sexy outfit already. Harley Quinn's at DC Comics, the Joker's girlfriend. So I'm, I'm excited to see some of the costumes this year. Just to get the trend, not to get, I get the sexy outfits, and you know there's probably going to be tons of them that in uh, fantasy fest, like I said yesterday. But they do concentrate fantasy fest. They'll do. There'll be a lot of costumes, but there'll be a lot of people walking around with body paint. And they'll have some theme things, whatever. I mean this year I guess astronauts may be back. Cause every fucking billionaire, you know, you have Richard Branson, Jeff Bezos, uh Elon Musk. Well Elon Musk didn't go into space, but they have their they all have their own rocket companies and stuff like that, so everyone's a fucking astronaut now. I maybe mean, if when everyone's a restaurant a restaurant an astronaut what will people do that the next one and what where where is the going to be interesting outfit's going to come from I don't know but yeah the astronaut thing may come I maybe mean, there will be like a blue jumpsuit with like a uh, virgin galactic I think it was virgin Galactic or Virgin Interstellar or whatever. That's Branson's thing. Well, this is it for this episode. I'd like to thank you for listening. Um, Oh, and while I'm at it, I am going to reiterate once again. If you are listening to this show, whether you're in the United States, India, Taiwan, France, United Kingdom, Ireland, Netherlands, please download as many episodes you can. You don't have to. I'm not asking for sponsorship, and this. If I can get more downloads, I get more exposure, and then I'll have more of you, you know, listenership. I was going to say viewership, and I have to explain to people sometimes that it's mainly podcasting is mainly an audio thing. And now it's like everyone has a goddamn podcast. There's like two million of them. But first of all, there's not that many with 516 episodes, which I think today's is 516th episode. And uh while we're at it, um I'll I'm endorsing once again a free Taiwan, right? Voter rights in every state. I'm endorsing that. And uh, what else? Oh wait, okay, what am I what did a guy from Philadelphia call me? A Biden supporting oh, Biden I keep on forgetting. Biden is important, libtard, gay radio boy. I think I have the order of the insults. And and the problem I had was the radio thing. We are a podcast. And being a podcast, the listenership is demonstrable, meaning we're able to demonstrate it by the amount of downloads. So if you can download that, it just moves us ranking up and moves us into higher listenership exposure. So whether on iTunes, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, the big ones. I mean, I'd like to say Spreaker. This is what we do on Spreaker. But Spreaker, I get like maybe 10% of my, maybe not even 10% from Spreaker. That's why it's hard for you to chat because you got to be on that when we do it live and things like that. But you have to have the Spreaker app. But if you have any questions, uh, please send your questions to jim at keysbartender.com. I will get to them if you have them. And if you don't want me to mention your name, say, hey, you don't have to mention my name. I promise not to. Because otherwise, yeah, so send me a secret message. Uh, you don't have to be mean, because that's, I, I mean, it could be funny, uh, you know, a mean. A mean email. If it's if it's really mean, I'll read it. I'll read it on there. If it's really nice and you want it read, I'll read it too. But because really mean could be funny. I, I'm not really mean, but I find that funny sometimes. Do you get me? Well, thank you very much. Uh, this is Jim Keys, bartender, coming to you from Key Largo. Goodbye.